Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. What an emotional day. What a touching service. Hit all the right notes. Thank you so much to the Bryant family, to the Lakers, who every, everyone who had a hand in that. Just tremendous to watch a tribute to all the victims of that helicopter crash. And of course, to Kobe Bryant. So close to so many of our hearts. We are here in Los Angeles and welcome back in to our ESPN studios. I'm Rachel Nichols. I'm here with Tracy McGrady. Tracy, the magnitude of what we just saw, the love for that man, for his family, the bravery, frankly, of Vanessa Bryant to get up there and say what she said. There's so many emotions. It's so stirring. What stood out to you? I think Vanessa, you know, everything that she's been going through these last few weeks and to really get up on that that stage and show her strength and speak in front of the 20 people that was in attendance and the millions that are watching around the world and to tell the stories of her little girl, Gigi and Kobe. I mean, to show that strength and that courage, that was amazing. Yeah, and just the personal stories, too. (laughs) I mean, so much of the last few weeks has been about, of course, Kobe the player, how much influence he had, and and all of his public life, right? And then people telling personal stories from that public life. But we got to hear today that Gianna liked to bake and she watched Cupcake Wars, right? I mean, all these little details. that that It it, it matters, right? I mean, the people that spoke today really did a great job painting a picture of, of Kobe as a father, as a player, as a coach, um, Gigi, the things that she liked to do that, you know, none of us knew about. I mean, they, they did a great job of honoring uh, those two today. Yeah, just the personal touch out of the way through, everybody giving their hearts. Really, again, I'm going to go back to having courage and bravery to do it, bear themselves on that stage. And that's what that is. Um, just spoke to everybody in that arena and all of us watching. Here's just what a portion, a small portion of what they had to say about Kobe, Gigi, and all of those affected today, starting with Kobe's wife, Gianna's mother, Vanessa. Kobe was the MVP of Girl Dads, or MVD. He never left the toilet seat up. He always told the girls how beautiful and smart they are. He taught them how to be brave and how to keep pushing forward when things get tough. I don't think any of us could have imagined this. Everywhere you go, you see his face, his number. Gigi's face, Gigi's number. Everywhere, at every intersection, There are hundreds of murals painted by artists who were inspired, not because he was a basketball player, but because Kobe was an artist, too. Kobe had been texting me from the helicopter. The girl in that text chain was that he was wanting to help so badly was Lexi Altabelli, the surviving daughter of Coach John Altabelli, who was also on the helicopters. 
Kobe's last human act was heroic. He wanted to use his platform to bless and shape a young girl's future. Hasn't Kobe done that for all of us? And not just in L.A., uh, across the country, in Kobe's hometown, Philadelphia, in Italy, in India, the Philippines, China, New York, Phoenix, Boston, for God's sake. (laughs) In places where he would be booed on the court, Kobe is missed. Even the great Boston Celtic Bill Russell wore number 24 and a Lakers jersey to yesterday's game. And when Kobe retired from the NBA, he took over dropping off and picking up our girls from school since I was at home pregnant with Bianca and just recently home nursing Capri. When Kobe was still playing, I used to show up an hour early to be the first in line to pick up Natalia and Gianna from school, and I told him he couldn't drop the ball once he took over. He was late one time, and we most definitely let him know that I was never late. So we showed up one hour and 20 minutes early after that. He always knew there was room for improvement and wanted to do better. He happily did carpool and enjoyed spending time in the car with our girls. God knew they couldn't be on this earth without each other. He had to bring them home to heaven together. Babe, you take care of our Gigi. And I got Nani, Bibi, and Coco. We're still the best team. We love and miss you, Boo Boo and Gigi. May you both rest in peace and have fun in heaven until we meet again one day. We love you both and miss you forever and always. Mommy. And you see now some of the thousands who gathered today to honor Kobe Bryant exiting from the Staples Center. And Tracy, as I sat in that building, one of the things that struck me so much was from up to the top row of the arena to the biggest of big-name celebrities that were on the floor, he touched everybody. Right? Everyone felt he was a little bit theirs. This man was an icon. I mean, his mentality, the way he approached the game, resonated with people in all walks of life. You know, whether you were a plumber or uh, whether you were a writer, it doesn't matter. Um, Kobe mentality resonated with a lot of people. And I think part of it was timing, right? Kobe came in, I just saw the other day, he came in the year after they started NBA.com. His career was at its height during the birth of Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> so he was global in a way that no star had been before. He was able to touch people in all of these countries a way no one had been able to do before. And I think also one of the things with Kobe, as I've been thinking about the past couple of weeks, is we saw the work, mm-hmm. right? Of course he was incredibly athletically gifted. He was the son of an NBA player. But he wasn't born as an equal or or someone who could copy Michael Jordan, right? That was the work. And that's something that you've talked about, that he showed you how much work (laughs) you had to do. He, I I knew Kobe was different when we were 18 and 19 years old. Um, Being in Disney and in Paris, we went on a trip. And I told you the story where I was going 
to work out to the weight room <laughs> and he told me like what are you working out for when the off season you should have fun we had, you know we're we at disney world um so come to find out this guy's in the gym working out and i'm looking at him like bro what 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 are you trying to do <laughs> the first me? trick he played on you first it would not trick, be the last first trick, he, first trick he ever played on me and so that whole trip just to watch him from afar and watch how he worked in the detail that he worked at I mean, I learned so much from him, his work ethic and the way he was to work. Like, he was the reason. This, this guy was the reason I've never played pickup ball in my career in the offseason. Like, you have a lot of guys that loves to just play basketball, pick up. He was like, Mac, how many shots you going to get up in a pickup game? He was like, what you need to do is work on and develop your skill work. Go to the work. gym, do certain drills. Do certain drills by yourself or your trainer. And, mm-hmm. and that's the way I trained my whole career. And damn, I mean, <laughs> you see what God It me. worked. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's just his, his work, I mean, it's, it's unmatched. You, the, the kids just love the game, had a deep passion for it, and uh, you, you see what you know we're honoring today. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, if you're a dishwasher who was waking up at 4 a.m., you could relate to that, right? I mean, I just think that for so many people, that work was part of what tied Kobe to them. And then, honestly, just the fact that he's longevity, that he was there for decades of people's lives. And again, I think that's what we're seeing today from celebrities like Beyonce or Jennifer Lopez to Sabrina Ionescu, right, speaking so beautifully at that service. He was there. He was the wallpaper of so many people's lives. Uh, yeah, the, when, I, when I look back and, and, and just competing against him, being around him when we were younger, the discipline that it takes to reach the level that this man has was able to reach and the things that he accomplished in his career, the the ability to play through pain, uh, certain injuries, just the commitment to being excellence is what he was all about. And he, he achieved that. And I, I think that's why a lot of us really related to Kobe and, and really just looked up to him because of what he was able to, his mentality, he was just... He, when you see guys like Kobe, you just say, man, he's different. Yeah. And that's what he was. He was just different. Yeah. And, and influencing fans out there, as we see now, but players, the number of players who showed up today, players who are supposed to play in different cities tonight, I mind you, who will be getting on a plane right now to make their own NBA games, but they had to be here. They had to be here for Kobe. We will be here with so much more. We're going to take a very short break, but coming up, we will continue to honor Kobe Bryant on this day of celebration, remembrance. Zach Lowe is going to join us in the next segment. Please stay tuned. We're back here in Los Angeles just after the memorial service for Kobe and Gianna Bryant. I'm Rachel Nichols. I'm back here with Tracy McGrady. Zach Lowe is now joining us. Zach, you and I were watching together in the arena. What were some of your biggest impressions? I thought, I think the thing that I, I will maybe remember the most was there was so much new footage of Gigi playing. I, I felt like we had seen the last, the, the same five clips of Gigi mm-hmm. for the last month, and there was so much footage of her, and there was one in particular where you could tell they were warming up for a game, and she was practicing the footwork. One by one, all the Mambas were practicing the mm-hmm. footwork. And then a lefty floater from the left baseline. I was like, Kobe is not messing around mm-hmm. with the fundamentals. And then something Diana Taurasi, who is fantastic, said about Gigi really struck me. It's in, and you could tell Diana was very moved. She said, you know, Gigi at, 
at her age was was going through the very best time of a basketball player's life, just playing with your friends, just playing to get better. No big stadiums, no nothing, no endorsements, no career stuff to worry about. Just basketball with your friends, and that just that kind of hit me in the gut for some reason the way that she said it because I hadn't really thought about it that way. So, I mean, this 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 hits me even harder today um, because I was supposed to be with Kobe this weekend and his girls. Like we played in the same tournament to where our first tournament was in Phoenix, Arizona in December. And then I saw him, you know, a few weeks before he passed at the Mumba Academy. And this past weekend, we were supposed to be in Vegas and his girls were supposed to be out there. So, you know, me being on the sidelines when I'm coaching, I notice, you know, when he walks in or if he's watching my, my kids play in, I just had a moment on the sideline yesterday and just knowing that this weekend, he was never walking through that door. And it was just, it was hard for me to really accept that my friend is gone and I won't get the opportunity to see him coach his girls. And just the love that I seen on his face every time I was around him during those moments. It was just the, the, the best and the happiest I've ever seen Kobe in his life at those times. It's so striking. I I said this to you as we walked out of the building. It still does not feel real. I just sat through that entire service. It doesn't feel real. I still think in a month someone's going to say, oh, wait, we had it wrong. And yet you hear about these things and you see a little windows more into his life. I feel the fact that he had Diana Taurasi talk today, that Sabrina Ionescu spoke today, that we saw so much of his love for Gigi and the way he coached her, that women and women's basketball were so front and center at the memorial service for one of the greatest basketball players to ever walk the earth is a legacy he is going to leave because you heard his wife, you heard people talk about the fact that it was important to him to work in his retirement to create more love, interest, and attention for the women's game. He wanted to make sure by the time Gigi got there that Mm -hmm. the stage was set for her. And I think even just by today, even posthumously, the fact that he had so many people and that the people who loved him knew that it would be important to him to put that right front and center of his memorial is going to have a ripple effect. I think that in itself is going to influence the game the way that he wanted to. Rachel, this man has inspired and will impact impact us all. I mean, me being a basketball player, played 15 years, and I have kids that actually play the game. And I know how my kids are, my sons. Like, your dad played against a a player like Kobe Bryant, but they don't want to listen to me, right? So, (laughs) and, and, and I've been trying over and over to get my kids to get in the gym with me, right? My boys don't want to do that, so... After this this happened, you know, we, we lost Kobe and Gigi. I wanted my daughter to go and train. And I, I hired her a trainer because, you know, from past experiences with my boys, they don't want to train with daddy. So I, I, I hired her a trainer. And I asked her on, the, on a day, I said, uh, do you want Dre to come and train today? She was like, no. I was like, well, do you want me to do it? And mm-hmm. she was like, absolutely. And, and from that moment, that's the first thing I thought about was Kobe and Gigi. Was like, damn. He's impacted me to mm-hmm. help train my daughter and make her a better basketball player. Mm-hmm. You know what was really cool in all the new Gigi footage I'd ever seen today? There were some clips of her playing defense. And you could tell she liked it. Like she was getting <laughs> deflected. She was getting up into people. She I was, was like, that's cool. Fierce, I like that. Fierce. Yes. There's some beautiful words said about Gianna Bryant today. I want to listen to a few of them right now. 
Gigi was confident, but not in an arrogant way. She loved helping and teaching other people things. At school, she offered the boys basketball coaches to help give the boys basketball team some pointers. <laughs> like the triangle offense. She was very much like her daddy and that they both liked helping people learn new things and master them. They were great teachers. Gigi was very sweet. She always made sure everyone was okay. She was our shepherd. She always kept our family together. She loved family traditions. Family movie night and game night on vacations were important to her. Gigi always looked out for everyone. She was very much in tune with our feelings and wanted the best for us. The same passion we all recognized in Kobe, obviously, Gigi inherited. Her skill was undeniable at an early age. I mean, who has a turnaway fadeaway jumper at 11? LeBron barely got it today. How many fathers are inspired by Kobe to be fathers, to really be fathers? the way a father is supposed to be. She smiled all the time, but when it was game time, she was ready to kill. Her demeanor changed almost instantly when the whistle blew. I remember one time someone grabbed her jersey and she sort of just knocked him down and then stepped right over him. Me and Kobe looked at each other, smiling, and he goes, I don't know where she learned that from. I laughed and said, I do. You can't teach that, and definitely not at her age. Kobe was right. She had it. Again, people pouring out of such an emotional service. Jana Bryant spoke full Mandarin. She could speak and write Mandarin I've been going and Spanish. Years. <laughs> I learned so much in this service, so many cool things about her. <laughs> and I loved that. I love that we got a little bit more personal touch both about her and Kobe because so much of what we've heard, especially about Gianna, was, of course, as a daughter, right, in relation to Kobe. And, of course, I mean, she's still a teenager, but I love the way so many of the speakers today humanized and personalized her as her own young woman. I felt like that meant a tremendous amount. And then Kobe was the one who we were learning more about as the relationship, as the dad, right? He's a father of a daughter, that kind of thing. And that warmth, T-Mac, you mentioned that you guys were at these tournaments together. It was fascinating to me that you guys were so close earlier in your career. You would come stay at his house in the summer, two teenagers taking the NBA by storm together. He was a year ahead of you, giving you so much advice. And then as you became competitors, the way we know Kobe Bryant would do, Kobe shut everything else out. You guys were, of course, still on good terms, still friendly, but not close in that way because nobody he was going against could be close to him. And then in this last year, the way your friendship reached an entirely new level as dads was so amazing to me to watch. What did it mean to you to have that extra time with him in this entirely new way? It meant, it meant everything. Um, just to drive out to Orange County and watch his girls practice. And this was my first time really seeing him, seeing him in a different light. Being around those girls, the way he ran that the organization, I mean, it was it was like he ran it like a NBA camp, like a <laughs> NBA franchise, uh, with the trainers on staff and how they work, how they prepare for games. We go to these tournaments and I just see how well coached they are. Like uh, who made the? I think it was Gino who was talking about the the guy that 
you know, wasn't able to be coached. coached. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's out here leading a group of uh, young women. And, I mean, when I, when I tell you watching them and, and how well coached they were, it was just like a well-oiled machine. It's like you're watching the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, these girls were so disciplined and so skilled. He taught them the triangle when she was like eight or nine. This is incredible. <laughs> and the triangle is pretty tough to pick up. <laughs> and a lot of the triangle stories we heard were like, half of the Kobe stories today were involved text messages at like 2.30 or 3 o'clock well, in the morning. That it's I can like, tell you. There's a, whole, there's a whole thing going on while normal people are asleep. Yes. Absolutely. Man, he, he, he figured it out. I mean, it's just the second part of his life. I mean, he really figured it out. And he was just putting his passion into it. And we can all see. I mean, he... He loved those girls. He loved his daughter and, and parading her around and, and just teaching her the way. And for me personally, I got the opportunity to see her up close and mm-hmm. she was on her way to greatness. Yeah. I mean, look, we've had this conversation a few times in the last few weeks. There's no reason she couldn't have been the best women's basketball player ever. We'll never know, of course. And the GOAT, Diana Taurasi, spoke today. But here is someone with Kobe Bryant's genes, right? So she had that going for her. She was trained by the most sort of maniacal, yes. absolute best from an early age and picked up not only his athleticism, but his determination. Mm-hmm. She was exposed to everything that modern basketball technology had to offer. She was headed to UConn, as we heard Gino talk about today, the best finishing school in the world for women's basketball players. And why not? By the time she reached the WNBA, could she not have been the best? And the WNBA at that point would have been ready for her, right? The way it has so much more exposure now than it has in the past. It's hard not to see it. And and it's an opportunity lost. And and part of just such the great tragedy that we are reminded of today. We're going to take a very quick break. But coming up, we will play what Shaq, Michael Jordan said about Kobe. Some very moving words. That's next right here on The Jump. Welcome back to The Jump. We are live here from Los Angeles, just across the street from the Staples Center, where the memorial for Kobe and Gianna Bryant took place today. I'm really happy to be able to welcome in Brian Shaw, Kobe's teammate, friend. And Brian, I can't even imagine what it was like just before the service, as you guys were all gathering together and just sort of mixing. What were you guys saying to each other? Well, you know, it was, it was you try to find a silver lining in all of this. And so that part was nice because... You got to see teammates and um, opponents and what have you that and, and entertainers that you you know admire all come together um, and be able to just kind of connect and say, hey, we we have to do a better job of staying in contact with one another. We have to do a better job of bringing our, our kids who grew up together around each other and give and exposing them to all of this greatness that we're all around, um, you know, and that for me was the was the best part of it all, mm-hmm. um, you know, to to be able to, um, you know, just get back together. You think about it, we spent so much time with each other, yeah. whether it was on the plane or the bus ride, let alone playing the games and practices and, you know, going out to dinner, you know, a lot of times more time than we spent with our own families. And so, you know, it's a shame that sometimes when, you know, when you, the game is over and you retired and moved on, you know, that, that it just stops and it shouldn't. And so I think that that's something that this 
made everybody aware of, and um, we're all going to be better because of it. It is so striking to hear that from you guys. I've heard that from so many other players. We, of course, have heard Shaquille O'Neal talk about the fact that he hadn't spoken to Kobe since Kobe's retirement. Last game. I couldn't believe that. Right? And he, and the crazy thing, like, he talks to Sharif. Right, Shaq's son. son. Yeah, that stunned me. Right? And I don't think it was out of some grudge, obviously. I mean, I was there that night of Kobe's retirement game. Shaq was screaming the loudest for him. But you just, you don't, sometimes you just don't connect, right? Well, you know, you, you, you grow up and, you know, so you, you take young Kobe, young Shaq and teammates and you're at a different stage in life. Yep. And then, you know, you go through a 15, 20 year career, um, you retire and then you, you, you know, interests move on. You're doing business. You're watching your own kids and it takes away, um, you know, from the time that you spent with one another. And I don't think that it's anything that's done on purpose. It's just something that naturally happens. And unfortunately, it takes something like this to put everything in perspective and bring everybody back uh, together, and that's the beauty of it. Yeah. One, one of the most moving things uh, in the whole aftermath of the Kobe thing for me in regards to this was Shaq on the TNT broadcast in the empty Staples Center kind of breaking down and looking at Ernie and Chuck and Kenny and saying, I don't, I don't call you guys enough. I don't text you guys. I don't spend time enough with you. And it, we're, like, that's, everyone gets busy and time just goes by, and like, you just don't really notice it happening. Absolutely. And Shaq was so moving today. Michael Jordan so moving. Take a listen to some of the things they had to say. I wanted to be the best big brother that I could be. To do that, you had to put up with the aggravation, the late night calls, or the dumb questions. I took great pride as I got to know Kobe Bryant. That he was just trying to be a better person, a better basketball player. We talked about business. We talked about family. We talked about everything. And he was just trying to be a better person. The day Kobe gave my respect was the guys were complaining. I said, Shaq, Kobe's not passing the ball. I said, I'll talk to him. I said, Kobe. There's no I in team. And Kobe said, I know, but there's an in me in that. <laughs> and that is perfect. <laughs> we will hear, by the way, a little bit more from Michael Jordan later. I was so struck, first of all, that Michael Jordan spoke, because Ooh. those of us in basketball know that is such a rarity. The NBA All-Star game was just in Chicago. He didn't speak publicly at that. He did a small video recording. That was it. I love that Michael's talking about Kobe basically pestering him into having this relationship, which is perfect. And Kobe and Kobe deciding, I'm going to be this close to the man I idolized growing up. And he's going to make that happen, whether it takes no matter how many phone calls. Anything like that is amazing. And then, of course, the Michael Jordan bringing up the crying meme yeah. was, was that perfect. Was, that, that was an all-timer. As well. <laughs> and, you know, and you know what it did? It, it, it humanized it for all of us because, you know, obviously everybody, you know, admires Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And to see him, you know, tears stream down his face, it, it makes it okay for everybody else to let that emotion out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so that was, I, th- I thought that that was awesome. Um, you know, that he, he got up there in front of all those people and expressed himself and just and let it, let it flow. We all have to grieve. We all have to mourn. Um, and we have to let it out. And he made it okay. I thought it was just, 
I thought it was an all-time moment for for basketball people because you know Michael's Hall of Fame speech, whether you liked it because it was quintessential Michael or whether you you thought it was a little maybe off, it it, it didn't leave the best taste in everybody's mouth. Whether you liked it because it was him or not. This was, everyone I think was curious when he got up there, and, and it was just, I had really don't remember seeing Michael Jordan ever like that, and it was something because of that, and, and it was the exact right note, and something I think all of us will always remember. Graceful, generous, some things that, again, in his Hall of Fame speech, he had to be defiant, right? He had to get in those final last licks. There was none of that here, and it was about that relationship. T-Mac, can you explain to people, even just explain to people a little bit, how much Kobe Bryant idolized Michael Jordan? Yo, <laughs> tell you, uh, we used to be in the in the room, and he'd have like "Come Fly with Me," uh, playground. He would watch all these home videos of Michael Jordan, and I just I caught him like rewinding mm-hmm. um, certain moments of Michael, how he walked, how he talked, and he was just really studying what Michael was doing, and he was mimicking that like certain walks, like Mike walks, and. You know, I was like, what, what the hell are you doing? He was, you know, he was like, that was my guy. I want to be better than him in my career when it's all said and done. And that's what he was shooting for. Like, Mike was the bar, and he was shooting to be better than Michael Jordan. And I'd be damned if he didn't come close to accomplishing that. Absolutely. So, so special. Zach, I know you have to go. The man who won three rings with Kobe is going to stay with us, Brian Shaw. Coming up, please, you stay with us. We will continue to celebrate the life and legacy of Kobe and Gianna Bryant. We will be right back. We talked about everything, and he was just trying to be a better person. Now he's got me. I'll have to look at another crime meme for the next. I told my wife I wasn't going to do this because I didn't want to see that for the next three or four years. <laughs> when Kobe Bryant died, a piece of me died. And as I look in this arena and across the globe, a piece of you died. Or else you wouldn't be here. Those are the memories that we have to live with and we learn from. I promise you, from this day forward, I will live with the memories of knowing a little brother that I tried to help in every way I could. Please, rest in peace, little brother. Michael Jordan with another game winner talking about Kobe. We are here in Los Angeles celebrating the life, the legacy of Kobe and Gianna Bryant. I'm Rachel Nichols here with Tracy McGrady, Brian Shaw, Ramona Shelburne is joining us. I love having all of you guys with me. T-Mac, you are most closely tied. The player who was with Kobe at his rise, going and dueling against him for those scoring titles. Brian, you knew Kobe for three decades. You met him as a 10-year-old when you started playing against his father back in Italy. Ramona, you covered Kobe for so long. What stuck out to you in that memorial? You know what? Um, I thought I knew him pretty well. And I heard so many new things today. 
so many new things. Like, I, I can't tell you how hard I pushed Kobe to tell me about his relationship with Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would always ask him, like, what did Michael say? What am I? And he held that back. Like, that was between them. He would say, you know, we're close. We went to lunch. We went to coffee. But he didn't say what Michael said. Mm-hmm. And it kind of it kind of got me because it, it was like, wow, the, this man had so much more to him that we didn't all get to see, even though we all saw so much of him. Yeah, and inspired Michael to, to speak the way wow. he did today and to openly cry the yeah. way he did was so striking. Tracy, when you sit there and talk about the great of, rates mm-hmm. of the game and how we go from Michael Jordan to Kobe, and of course we saw so many of today's players in the audience as well today, how do you think that those guys are going to carry forward with Kobe's legacy? Because remember, if you're 25 years old or younger in this yeah. country, you, you never saw Michael Jordan play in a Bulls uniform, right? You, you, it's all YouTube clips. Yep. Um, I think they understand the importance of uh, carrying this game forward, moving it forward, and that's what Kobe wanted, um, to treat the game well, to go out and compete at the highest level. Uh, I think we got a taste of that Sunday, at Sunday's All-Star game in that fourth quarter where mm-hmm. I've never really seen a competitive All-Star game like that. No. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Kobe had a lot to do with that, his impact on his game, how he approached the game. That's why... I, You've heard it before. I mean, these younger guys that are playing now, Kobe was their Michael Jordan. Yes. And just his approach, his mentality, everybody can relate to that. It's hard to get to that level what this man reached and and how disciplined he was. And I I think that's why a lot of us really resonate with uh, Kobe Bryant. What do young players ask you about Kobe Bryant? His, well, about his work ethic, um, you know, for the most part. Um, I got to connect with Paul George uh, my two years in Indian, Indiana, and he was just in his second season. And he was, um, you know, cutting corners. And I used to, I knew he grew up in the L.A. area, and so, and that he was, uh, you know, he idolized Kobe. And so I would always just kind of in, interject, you know, number 24, wouldn't be cutting corners. He'd be mm. doing this. He'd be doing that, and it got his attention. And then he wanted to. He just started asking tons of questions about his work ethic, his footwork, and what have you. And so I was able to use that as motivation, and he used it himself for motivation. Motivation to, um, you know, to become more serious and become a consummate pro when it came to the game. And so I think that that's the biggest thing that you know you, you take from that. And then you look at. Uh, somebody today made a comment about when he would go to his daughter's games and practices and what have you. He he was like a shy kid when they were actually when she was playing. He sat back. It wasn't about him. It was about her. He let her have her moment and let the team have their moment. And, um, you know, and, and I think that that's 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 priceless as well. You know, you you, you take from this. The, his relentlessness and his discipline to his craft, he carried that over into after basketball mm-hmm. and the things that he did. And then we get to see it as an example. And let's face it, he, he, he got to be around Chick Hearn, mm-hmm. you know, argu- arguably one of the best uh, announcers, um, Jerry West, mm-hmm. um, Phil Jackson, and then the multitude of players that he played with and competed against, like Michael Jordan, that yourself, that he got exposure to all these things from a very young man and then having a father who played in the NBA as well mm-hmm. and um, exposed him to culture and life outside of the, of the U.S., you know, in Italy. And so 
he had all of these things that he was, you know, kind of bubbling mm-hmm. inside of him that we're now seeing, you know, how it, the product and the result of it. Um, and that's the nice thing. Like you said, you talked about things that you learned today that you didn't yeah. know before. Um, so these, you know, and that was because he was exposed to all these different things. You know, he grew up in Italy. And he used to tell me about that. Like, it's just different when you grew up going to the Sistine Chapel, right? Like, when your field trip <laughs> is to the Vatican, okay? Like, and and I, I think that he he had all of this worldliness to him, but it also, like, when he came back to the States, like, there was a period of time where he had a really hard time fitting in. And basketball became his refuge. Basketball became the area that he could dominate. And I remember something Sabrina Ionescu said, which is something I've been thinking about a lot lately with, with, with him and the legacy and the way he lived his life. Um, she said, you know, you, you appreciate the grind, right? Like every day when you get up, like there's the parts that you love are the hard parts, right? The parts that you love are the ones where you don't want to be working out or doing that. It takes so much focus and yes. intentionality and discipline yes. to do something like that. And, I mean, how many times have you been that passionate about something in your life, even for a month? Mm-hmm. This man did that every day. And not just with basketball, but then he had a whole other set of passions mm-hmm. after basketball, and he was going to continue living that way. And I'll, I'll never forget the day after he scored 60, his last game, okay? <laughs> so I had been working on this story. I had this, it was ready to go. All I needed to do was write the ending. And then he just completely messed up, up the whole story. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to have to rewrite this story. <laughs> Like you, I can't believe you did that. And he was like laughing at me. Sure. We, we called each other the next day. And I go, so, so take me through. Okay, what did you do after the game? He goes, well, we flew home. We landed. We, we ate some pizza. We watched some movies. Everybody went to sleep. I think I maybe went to sleep around 3.30 in the morning. And I go, and then what? And he goes, I got up early. I went to church. I got a workout in. I went to the office. And I was like, wait, no day you off. could have slept in. No day off. Like, you, you, you just got done with 20 years. Like, if there's one day, you could have slept in. But I think what it is is that he was so intentional about the next phase of his life and really in anything he did. But see, mm-hmm. He had but a plan for with that. With that, that's where Gigi comes into play mm-hmm. because <laughs> hadn't Gigi loved the game of basketball, had that passion, Kobe would have been in his yeah. office being creative Sure. writing books. That's right. We never really s- would have seen this side of Kobe. Mm-hmm. And it's just Gigi brought that out. She brought him back to basketball. She brought him back to basketball. That. I remember yes. talking about him the, with him in the last couple of years. Because for a while, we'd see him at Sparks games. Yeah. We wouldn't really see him at Laker games. We wouldn't see him at basketball games. Yep. And then all of a sudden, he started popping up at these NBA games. Gigi, and I'm man. like, Kobe came back to us. And he said, oh, Gigi wanted to go. Yeah. <laughs> so that was an amazing gift that she gave thank you, us. Thank you, Gigi. Yes. Which is pretty incredible. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for Please stay with us, all of you. We will hear more from Vanessa Bryant and others as they remember Kobe and Gigi. This is The Jump. I've been uh, trying to come up with, uh, with something positive to take away from this, and uh, it was hard because there isn't much, but... The best thing I think I was able to come up with is this, gratitude. It seems to me that all we can do is be grateful for the time we had with them and for the time we have left with each other. And that's all. To RP, my brother, may you always remember to enjoy the road, especially when it's a hard one. Love, Kobe. 
Kobe wrote these words to me just a few months ago. Now I realize that perhaps they were meant for us all. God knew they couldn't be on this earth without each other. He had to bring them home to heaven together. Babe, you take care of our Gigi. And I got Nani, Bibi, and Coco. We're still the best team. We love and miss you, Boo Boo and Gigi. May you both rest in peace and have fun in heaven until we meet again one day. We love you both and miss you forever and always. Mommy. And that is when I fell apart during the service. Ooh. That was just so, so moving. And the strength of her to get up and do that again, just someone, I have my own kids. The idea yeah. of being able to talk about her daughter that way, just, it, I was very impressed with Vanessa Bryant today. And I'm back here, Rachel Nichols, with Ramona Shelburne, Tracy McGrady. What role did Vanessa have in, in today's service? Oh, this was all Vanessa. I mean, this is, everybody I've spoken to since this happened said they've been in communication with Vanessa. This is, this is what she wanted it to be. This is, she was, she was in charge of this. And, you know, you think, like, how could you be in charge of something this big like this that you're dealing with such a loss? Um, I don't know, man, but, like, I realized that she was talking, like, I don't know that I've ever heard her speak like this before. No. I don't think she's given a lot of interviews over the years. Um, I used to see her in the press room a lot. I mean, not the press room, but the outside the locker room, and uh, she'd be there with her kids. We'd say hello, but um, she, Kobe was very protective of Vanessa, and the, the things that he would say um, about her to me was just like, that was she was more competitive than he was, <laughs> that she is the fire in their relationship. And you can see it there, right? Like, you know, you, you realize when somebody that you, you thought you knew all of a sudden takes the stage like that and has does that kind of performance, right? That was from the heart. It was, that, tremendous. It was, it tremendous. was tremendous. It was tremendous. Mac, you and your wife, Clorinda, has spent time with Vanessa and Kobe, especially again at these tournaments yeah. and getting to see her. How do you think she's going to push forward from here? I don't know. I mean, um, I, I think she's just going to lead those girls mm-hmm. and, and just continue to show incredible strength um, and just be there for them, um, be the head of the household. And, you know, from the looks of it today, she's, uh, she's a very strong woman. Mm-hmm. And those girls uh, should be thankful uh, for the mother that they have and the strength that she, sh- she showed on that stage today. And I think they'll be in good hands moving forward. Yeah. And I know you said just this weekend you were looking for him still. I think yeah. we're all going to be looking for him still. That, that's something I felt in the last month when I said, yeah. gee, it doesn't feel real. I'm still looking for him. I'm still looking for him to pop up yeah. in a text message. I'm still looking for him to pop up on a screen. I thought what Jimmy Kimmel said was so eloquent that his number is everywhere. His it's, face yeah. is everywhere. No, it's everywhere. I can't, <laughs> like I see Kobe everywhere. I go and get on the plane. I see Kobe jerseys. I go to the tournament. I'm seeing Mamba stuff everywhere. I you can't escape it. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to. And I think that that's something he's giving us as well. He is going to continue to be 
everywhere. Kobe Bryant is going to be part of our lives. He's going to be part of the sport. He will certainly be part of the city. We are going to hear a lot about Kobe Bryant at the NBA Finals this year. We'll hear certainly about him at the Hall of Fame ceremony where he will be inducted. And we will hear about him from the players who will carry on his legacy. Kobe Bryant mentor isn't something that those of us who knew him early in his career maybe thought he was going to be. But there's no question that was important to him. And he will carry on in the guys who are playing in his name. Thank you to everyone who joined us today. Have a good night.